Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 100 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And I, I think this is 100. I don't know. Like, it feels like something special has to happen during 100. I mean, we've got a great show ahead of us. <laughs> not, to say, not to say something special won't happen. But um, it does feel like we we it should be special than this, Joe. I mean, it's a I mean, hundred episodes. How does it feel? I mean, did you ever think you'd do a hundred episodes of a podcast? Uh, I mean, certainly not. Uh, <laughs> certainly not where we've gotten at this point. Yeah, it's um, all the way back. Yet, I think one of the very first things we talked about is when I think about. Um, like the very beginning of the show was the symmetrical rework. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of how the, if you can think about how long we've been doing this. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. My God. I, I can't believe it. it. It feels like it's been way shorter than that uh, to me, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been a hundred episodes. We've done a hundred. Um, and whether or not we just like rename the grand finals one to be 100 or something like that, I don't, this is the actual, the actual 100th episode, I guess. So, um, a, a thing to celebrate, I guess, Joe, congrats to both of us on that. Absolutely. Uh, but there were some Overwatch League games this past weekend. We narrowed the field down to only four teams left in the 2020 season. Fighting for that championship, that grand finals um, championship trophy. And we even got some um, San Francisco Shock picks. They finally got their rings from last year, and they're looking good. Just in time to to get some motivation to win another one. Um, they're, they're looking real good. I don't know. You can find them all over, at Twitter, all over Twitter at this point. Everyone's tweeting them out. Um, of course, if I had a ring, I would tweet it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Those things are beautiful. Um, but let's talk about the games. Uh, we started off the weekend with some more Washington Justice dominance. I mean, it, we we they beat the LA Valiant to start off the weekend, and I think we immediately knew, okay, last week wasn't a fluke. And we're here again, three wanting the LA Valiant, and LA Valiant looking good at times in the match. Um, and Atlanta Rain, unfortunately, getting eliminated. Florida moving on. Um. Those were some pretty nice games. I don't think this this week had as many exciting or close games. There are a lot. I see a lot of three ones, three O's all over the board. Only one went to five maps. Um, but I think the last game was super surprised. I did not expect a three O in the last game of the of the weekend, Philly versus Justice. Um, and APAC was more exciting to me this weekend than than um, or the over on the NA side of things. So uh, let's yeah. Let's talk a little APAC, I guess, if you want, Joe. Let's do it. Um, NYXL 3-0 Guangzhou Charge, which I guess was surprising to me, but not to Joe, because I picked Guangzhou Charge and Joe picked NYXL. Um, I guess we could talk about Guangzhou for a second, because I think it's worth talking about them, because they had a fantastic year this year, uh, record-wise and in the regular season, and um, picking up one of those tournaments. I can't remember which one it was. The Summer Showdown, maybe? Sounds um, right, yeah. Uh, so they had a pretty good year, and unfortunately exiting pretty early in the playoffs just didn't didn't really seem like their meta, did it, Joe? Uh yeah. I mean, not not so much. That's that's <laughs> uh, definitely fair to say. And I mean, when you're playing, um, 
I was going to say, when, when you're playing Soul, obviously the first match, uh, who ended up um, definitely knowing what they were doing. Um, and then New York, to a lesser extent, I think New York um, uh, is certainly not with the same kind of like um, pushing out uh, uh, kind of confidence, potentially, in, in at least what they were uh, in the sense of like what they're trying to specifically do. Um, not quite comparable to Soul, but um, looking really nice. I think uh, one of uh, relatively rare playoff wins for New York. I, I couldn't tell you um, how many how many postseason games they've won, but um, uh, certainly fewer than uh, people might have expected them to. But um, uh, but yeah, Guangzhou really nice, and you know coming up from um, you know what we uh, certainly didn't um, predict so well. That yeah, particularly mid season, looking really nice. Um, um, and even, you know, with, with, you know, bright spots on the team, like, um, I was going to notably mention Nero, obviously, um, on the rest of the team that, um, are they, is it all Korean except for Nero or is it, is it certainly all Eastern Nero except for and Neptuno, right? Neptuno's oh, and Neptuno, Neptuno yeah. too. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, you know, Neptuno has been much more active on Twitter, um, <laughs> more recently than he has been, uh, in the game of Overwatch, but, um, but anyway, you know, finding, finding a team that works, I think that's, um, um, that's, that's definitely a, a highlight for them. I mean, um, was, was Happy an MVP candidate even? I think he might've been. And Krong, I know, was, um. Uh, but yeah, really, really solid stuff from Guangzhou. And you know, even though they didn't um, pick up a playoff map, um, uh, you know, that's that's nothing to um, nothing to shake a stick at. You know, this is it's still definitely definitely a good season for them, um, and and you know, improvement from improvement from last year. Oh yeah, definitely an improvement from last year, and definite definitely at least in the regular season, that second best team alongside Shanghai in the APAC region. And yeah, like you're saying, Nero and Neptuno, I think are big, a big two players to bring up because they had to go get their visas renewed twice. So there are two periods of time where they had to go back, get their visas renewed, and then they could come back and play with the team. So that, that's a lot of practice they missed out on, a lot of in-person team bonding, stuff like that, um, that I think hurt them, especially with this uh, in the playoffs, because uh, towards the end of the season, that's when... I know Nero was at least gone for a little bit and he just came back for playoffs basically. Um, and Nero was in, he was a big part of, uh, the team here for, for the playoffs uh, at least. And for this meta, they wanted him to be. So probably would have been nice to have him for a little longer this season. than I think it was a little bit of a disadvantage that I believe they were just the only team in that APAC region that had to deal with that. Uh, cause no one else really has any NA or EU or any players outside of, out of, outside of Asia, besides the Guangzhou charge. So, uh, super impressive uh, with those super circumstances that they're able to uh, get second as far as regular season wins, losses go. Um, but in the end, you just, you kind of had a feeling Soul Dynasty might take that second from them. It, it feels like Soul just seems to turn on at just the right moments, uh, right when they need to. So, uh, they were always lingering there, it felt like. But yeah, NYXL, clearly just a little bit better at this meta than Guangzhou. This one did not fit them well. Guangzhou's very good at Sigma. 
Um, and some teams have been able to run Sigma fairly well, but Guangzhou was not able to do it. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then the next game that day, that morning, I guess, was Seoul Dynasty versus Shanghai Dragons, which did go to five maps and was a fantastic game and is my game to rewatch. Um, and I'm super, I mean, after watching this one, I'm super excited. These are the two teams going to the grand finals because they put up a hell of a fight against each other. I honestly was expecting Shanghai to be a little bit more dominant, but Seoul came out definitely swinging, definitely looking great. Um, and Prophet just looks very comfortable on the heroes he's able to be on right now. A lot of Pharah, a lot of, a lot of different heroes he's able to flex on. And he, he's looking super comfy in this meta. Don't you agree, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think he might have even been uh, my uh, MVP for the first. No, it was Decay for sure. Uh, just kidding. But uh, but yeah, but you're right. Yeah, Prophet's looking really good, uh, particularly you know late season, postseason. That's uh, that's where you want to be peaking. But uh, um, uh, Prophet and Gesture and you know the tank line and support line and things are just really well clicking for Soul. Um, uh, you know, just like they were. Uh, must have been Summer Showdown. Uh, came down to Seoul and Shanghai again in Asia. Um, went all the way to seven maps, and it was super ridiculously close. And it was uh, this this particular match was you know similar to that. I mean, um, playing for uh, playing for the chance to not to have uh, it's way too many way too many double negatives, but playing <laughs> to playing to not play Philly in the first round. Uh, I mean, you know, that's that's it's definitely something to. Uh, to work for, I'd say as a as an Asian team, but yeah, uh, uh, all the way to map five. I mean, some of the Widowmaker stuff, Havana in particular. I mean, this uh, map four between here Seoul and Shanghai. Uh, you can see the mind games uh, in this DPS line. Who's gonna Who's gonna play Widow? Who's gonna chicken out and switch to Genji? Uh, <laughs> uh, was Was that this series? I think that, or maybe that was the Seoul New York. Oh, um, Might have been. I don't remember. Well, because no, if they were playing Havana, it must it must have been this series because it's the only one that went to four yeah, maps. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, who's gonna who's gonna play Widow? Who's gonna be checking out? Play to Genji, uh, just back and forth. It's a really nice series still. Um, and to think that we've you know we've got more Overwatch coming. It's <laughs> it's it's a good place to be. Oh yeah, absolutely a great place to be. Um, this was my I, I loved watching this game. Um, Flata was also my MVP of the weekend as he is the MVP overall this season. <laughs> Maybe that inspired my pick a little bit, but um, I, I did agree with a lot of what the casters were saying. I can't remember who cast this match, but the, oh, it obviously is Wolf and Achilles. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> casted this match, and they were talking about how, um, you know, Fleta, this is Fleta's old team, Soul Dynasty here, and we're seeing two different styles where Soul seemed to be more playing around Prophet's strengths and the profit carry and that's how they would do last year was soul would have to do that with Fleta because Fleta was so good and would carry the team now Fleta's on the shanghai dragons where they're more about team synergy they're more about team play um and he, he's willing to you know sit back and actually play play some heroes maybe he doesn't want to some heroes where he doesn't have the ability to carry as hard um but then they'll let him be on the hanzo and stuff like that eventually um, and it's, I, I think it's great to see Flood of the season on a team like this. And I think he's, he's doing really well in his role there for sure. And I, the MVP of the whole year is very deserving as well. So, um, but yeah, 
we'll we'll move on to the NA winners finals game, which was the San Francisco Shock versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, and there was just something in the air, Joe. That at the first map was pretty cl- close, and then second map was just dominant by Philly. But then just something, some switch flipped at halftime because I just could tell Philly wasn't going to be able to hang on to it. Um, what, what do you th- what do you think it was stopping there, Philly, in the second half of this match? Was it to me? It kind of felt like shock, just like turned on. Like, they looked pretty good in this game. Yeah, I mean, they certainly always have the potential to do so. <laughs> I mean, uh, Havana, not Havana, Hollywood, the other um, H map. I mean, that was the, you know, Philly pull out the full holes. Um, then they only needed, like, I think two ticks uh, to, to take the map. And it was looking really solid um, after a really close control map. But then you're right, yeah. Um, shock picking it up and... Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we definitely knew. Um, I, I always talk about how this this matchup between these teams, you know, it's got the potential to um to really have uh lots of variety in the result, right? You know, it could be a sweep one way or the other. Uh, Philly with the three zero, uh, the last time these teams met, um, and probably shock with the three zero the time before that, <laughs> but um. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's super exciting, and and that uh, obviously now they won't have to play each other until uh, the second round of uh, of the grand finals tournament, which should be interesting. Um, uh, you, you know, but potentially then either way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think San Francisco Shock, um, you know, never never not going to be a good team. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about that before. Um, uh, yeah. I, it's really hard, really hard to give, uh, you know, tons more analysis. I mean, you know, Philly they fought for it. Uh, it's just not quite, um, not not quite there this time. Yeah, I I agree. It just just happens to Philly sometimes here. Sam, to me, San Francisco just turned it on here. Like we were talking about in the last episode, um, San Francisco had a week to to really refine their play in this meta, and they did. I think they really did. This was the only game they played this weekend, but they looked really great in it against the team I thought was the best in this meta. So, and I think it was proven once again later in the weekend when they absolutely destroyed Washington Justice that yeah, Philly's really damn good at this meta. So it sh- I think it goes to show how how great Shock is when they're able to when when they're given more time. And guess how guess how much time they're about to be given, Joe, to prepare for the grand finals. A lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think a little scary because I I do think that's when Krusty and the Shock shine the most. Um, most of their losses in the regular season at the beginning of the season. Once they're given more time, they they're able to nail it down. They're, once they're given more practice, they're able to just shine the best they can. Um, so I I really think I, I really think the Shock just kudos to the Shock this week. They did really well because um, I I did not expect them to beat Philly Fusion. I didn't think they were the they were the team to beat in this meta, but apparently they are in NA at least. So, um, but yeah, besides that, I think justice ended up beating Florida three zero, looking really scary at that point. I was very scared for the fusion. I was like, Oh boy, this is going to happen. Isn't it? His Phil is just going to be gone. Aren't they? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. 
Yeah. Yes, we talked about it last week. I mean, you know, once once Washington gets in that position, I mean, you, you know, somebody surely is going to be the one to stop them. But you sure sure as heck don't want it to be your team. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, your team that has to do it in in the case of the Philly. Yep. Um, but yeah, the and luckily, I mean, we had th- three three O's, but the last one was actually pretty entertaining because I don't think I was expecting a three O to be honest. And it was very fun to to see Philly be able to finally like see a team just completely shut down this Justice um, team. Like the Shock obviously picked up a win against them earlier in the playoffs, um, but it wasn't a complete shutdown of the Justice. It, this one really felt like a complete shut. This one really felt like okay. The Fusion know how to counter this comp. They pre- they went into this weekend and they weren't like. I-, I feel like the Fusion went in being like, okay, let's pretend we lose to the Shock just so we can make sure we beat the Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Based off of how they performed against the Shock, too, it did feel like they practiced more for the Justice than the Shock, to be honest. Because I think that's what a lot of teams had to do going into this weekend. They're like, well, that that Justice team is very hot right now. I feel like we should counter their comp. Um, and Philly was able to do it very well. It, it, it was super impressive to watch. I enjoyed watching it a ton. Joe has it as his match to rewatch. So clearly yeah, I watch it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, it was, it would have been hard to pick, uh, hard to pick a different match just cause, uh, um, you know, at this point I just say this every week, uh, big Philly fan here. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, you're right. It absolutely. Just, um, finally, doing what it takes to take down um, a Washington team that, if anything, over their last few matches have been finding more and more of uh, of, of what they're good at and what they're able to successfully uh, enable in order to find that kind of success, um, whether that's um, Decay in the tank line uh, or more and more uh, Stitch, uh, particularly playing Hitscan. Uh, he is my MVP uh, from this past week, even though Philly won, uh, even though Washington is eliminated, I'm still giving Stitch uh, well. this week's MVP. Uh, um, you know, but you know, uh, even as even as more and more of those threats emerge from Washington, yeah, uh, Philly uh, running the the Hog Sigma in particular, um, which not tons of other teams were doing. I, uh, certainly, certainly, uh, San Francisco wasn't uh, very much. Uh, I think. It's, it's like Philly and Seoul, uh, in particular, using lots of the Hawk Sigma. Um, um, but you know, when, when you've got that shield, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, again, whoever was casting that, whoever was casting that series, uh, pointed out, you know, it doesn't matter how much health the shield has, as long as you can use it to, um, you know, block hooks and displace hitscan and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, but yeah, really, really being able to. Um, to, to use that successfully is a big part of big part of the Philly one for sure, um, and having that having that tool um, then to go up and um, and play. I guess they're playing Shanghai first, but uh, if they end up facing Seoul, you know, in the, in the second round uh, or beyond, that that uh, potentially can be very useful for them um, as well. And I mean, once you once you see um, decay on the Hog um, as opposed to the Zarya, I mean that's uh, that's that's a pretty big, that. yeah. That's that's a pretty big uh, uh, positive thing for you. And yeah, by the end of King's Row, that's what um, uh, that's what you play in. I mean, that's <laughs> it's definitely a good sign. Yep, just countered countered that Zarya too hard. He, he was like, okay, guess guess I got to switch. Um, 
sucked. It did suck for justice that someone was finally able to do it. But yeah, it, it makes sense. I'm glad. I'm glad Philly was able to do it. I, I like the justice run a lot. It's fun to watch, but it would be extremely sad to see. As I as I was watching the weekend, I'd be like, it would be sad if Shock and Philly didn't make it to Grand Finals because they those two teams have just been dominating all year. And if Washington just all of a sudden was able to do that, it'd be kind of annoying. And I very much enjoyed both Brennan's sideshows tweets on my timeline and how worried they were about the justice being able to make it. <laughs> They've been very vocal about how they do not want they did not want the justice to make it to the finals. Um, yeah, which makes sense. They're like the 12 seed or whatever, right? Um, they should, probably shouldn't be able to. Uh, but it was still fun seeing them able to make this insane run. Um, which they wouldn't have been able to make if it weren't 2020 because they wouldn't have been able to pick up Decay if it weren't 2020. So, uh, but yeah, fun weekend. Um, it was great seeing Philly flex over to new comps. And now we got our final four, Dragons, Fusion, Shock, and Soul. Um, and honestly, it feels like the final, it feels like the final four after watching these past two weekends, it feels like these are the best four teams for sure. I know soul. I know we got the top three in the standings and soul is number 11 in the standings and went 12 and 12, but I feel like you got to understand at times soul definitely looked like, um, the second best team in APAC. They beat, they, they look like they could beat the Shanghai dragons. They looked like that team at their peaks in the season. So I'm not as mad that Soul's in it. Um, it feels like it feels like Soul, and much like Soul, much like Soul, the old season one London Spitfire absolutely struggled in the regular season as well. Um, but it's something about Profit Jester, something about these London Spitfire boys that I don't know, just during playoffs, they just turn it up. Uh, but yeah, that's exciting. We got the matchups already. It's Shanghai um, versus. Shanghai versus Philly, Shock versus Seoul, I think. So um, that'll be fun. Fun to watch. It's not for a while, though, so don't get too excited quite yet. <laughs> um, yeah, we still got All-Stars and stuff like that before, which haven't been announced yet, even though we did get the skins. So well, I guess we'll talk about that. Um, a correction we should make <laughs> is that the playoffs are not on the power creep, creep patch, is what we has been brought to our attention. Um, yeah, which is also interesting because um, uh, also commenting related to that is that uh, apparently they don't put numbers on their patch notes anymore, <laughs> which, yeah, which they used weird. to they used to for a while and now they don't. So that, that's what threw us off. Is we just had the wrong. Uh, I mean, well, I had the wrong uh, uh, patch number. But yeah, so is, this is there are actually a couple of patches behind now uh, here for the playoffs. But you know, it happens. <laughs> yep, it happens for sure. Uh, speaking of pack patches, the shotgun patch is now live. The one we talked about last week that included um, changes to uh, shotgun patterns, basically buffing all characters with heroes with shotguns, which is seven heroes, Ash, Doomfist, Diva, Reaper, Roadhog, and Torbjorn. Roadhog did get a little bit of a nerf um, alongside that buff, though. Um, and then Torbjorn got more buffs alongside that buff. So, uh, yeah, that's we talked about that last week. Ooh, I didn't see this next piece of news. Um, this is very interesting. So San Francisco Shock Core and Krusty have been re-signed for 2021, um, according to a comment by Andy Miller, who um, is NRG's co-CEO, NRG, of course, the owners of San Francisco Shock. 
So that's, I mean, that's what you want to do <laughs> if you're San Francisco. Yeah, um, yeah we don't know uh, exactly what the core means necessarily. Um, but, um, I mean, <laughs> with with the the San Francisco shock we're talking about, you know, they, uh, basically whatever core you pick would definitely be uh, good pickups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever the core is, good job. <laughs> Any, you could literally re-sign anyone on this team, and I'd be like, yes, good. As long as it's six players who can start and fill up a roster out of these amount of players you have on your roster, then yeah, you succeeded, San Francisco, because your roster's nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be interested to see who the core is. But yeah, I think Crest... The most valuable person to sign here is Krusty. People will say the players are great. I will stick by 100% it's Krusty. Um, the fact that we've seen him on two teams, Boston Uprising and San Francisco Shock, just so dominant, it, it shows me it, it shows me it's Krusty. It shows me that it's Krusty. So um, that's, that's the man they want there, no doubt. Um, Luckily, it's not a Vancouver situation here, Joe. They're not losing everyone. Um, and Profit, I believe this was in the Shanghai game. Profit got Mr. 10K, got 10,000 total eliminations, right? Was it Shanghai or was it um, New York? I yeah, I, I don't know that I could tell you which, which match it was, but... Uh... Uh, but yeah, he got his 10,000th elimination and the, the first player to get there. Um, and I'm not surprised that he is. Uh, I would expect that for sure. I, I love how people still use the middle finger emoji to represent Prophet. Oh, what what times it was back when Prophet gave the middle finger <laughs> on his face down. That was nuts. We were so young then. Uh, and also it was uh, it was a Shanghai match. So, okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool, very big achievement. I hope we get more stats like this. I like I like the big achievement stats. Um, uh, next, all star skins were um, announced and shown uh, for Reinhardt and Diva, and they're pretty fly. Um, they'll be available on September 29th, which is the first. Is that the first weekend of All Stars? I believe so. Um, and there'll be, uh, September 29th through October 12th, which is basically just the end of the season, Overwatch League season. That's the last day of grand finals. So yeah, those are pretty cool. If you haven't seen them yet, check on Twitter. They're pretty cool. I like the Ryan one better. What do you, which one do you like better, Joe? Ryan or Diva? Uh, yeah, I think, I think the Reinhardt one as well. And I mean, uh, part of that's bias cause, cause I like playing Reinhardt. Um, uh, <laughs> so this is probably the, probably the one I'll buy first. I actually, was just on the game today and I forgot to check my token balance to see uh, if oh, I was yeah. actually going to need to buy either of those skins or uh, I'll probably have to buy at least one, but uh, I might have enough tokens for the right one. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I haven't, I need to get back to watching on overwatch league.com. I for, completely forgot that I could still get tokens that way. It's a little too late to, to get back to it. I guess they'll <laughs> probably, they'll probably have tokens for all stars too. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Then. Yeah. It's probably true. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Fletta won the Overwatch League Season 3 MVP. I think this is the right choice. Um, absolutely. Fantastic player this past year, like I mentioned earlier. Do you agree with the choice, Joe? 
Um, I mean, uh, I think so. I'm trying to think uh, about some of the other candidates. I think uh, it's it's probably fair not to give it to Carpe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, just with with how how little playtime he saw um, here in particularly the second part of the season. I mean, um, you, it's it's hard to be a valuable player if you're not actually playing. Um, yep. it, it, it's understandable. Um, I, it makes me uh, all the more convinced that uh, Alarm should definitely be Rookie of the Year, though, uh, which I guess they haven't. They didn't like announce candidates for that. Now I think about it, but uh, I guess that's yeah. more of just a, a league, league decision, anyway. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think I mean those were like some of the big names. Exe, I guess, was another another option, but um, <laughs> I think it was a couple couple weeks ago on the show. I was saying, you know, Exe isn't even the MVP of the Paris Eternal, let let alone the Overwatch League. <laughs> um, so this, yeah. Speaking of people who didn't play much, he literally missed like <laughs> two or three months, so he definitely didn't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, anyway, but so yeah, it, it was a good decision for sure. I mean, um, certainly it's it's taken him, uh, be, you know, taken flight a couple seasons, but he's sort of you know landed um, now here on where he's uh, finding great success, and he he did in in Seoul too, I suppose, but. Um, uh, but really helping uh, this team, you know, literally go from. Um, I actually legitimately forget how they placed in season two, but obviously, you know, last place season one, um, and now you know top four season three, uh, looking you know to progress even higher than that. It's it's exciting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember exactly where they finished last year, um, but it wasn't at the bottom. I know that. <laughs> yeah, it was not. I, I believe it was somewhere near the top. Um, they, they did really well towards the end of the season. Obviously, they won stage three. So, um, yeah, I, it's, I, I agree with it. I think this year was the hardest year for me personally. Like, I think it was more obvious in the past two years who, who it belonged to, which is weird because last year was like goats and no one could seem like the MVP. But Sinatra's just so damn good that he can seem like MVP during goats. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but last year was also weird because MVP was announced in like stage three and it was based off only the first half of the season, basically. Um, so it, it was a very weird situation for MVP last year because all the candidates were just like people who were really good at goats and were a lot of them were just benched for the second half of the season. And I was like, well, this guy just doesn't play anymore, but he's an MVP <laughs> candidate, um, Yeah. Which was a big mistake. They obviously fixed it this year. <laughs> Shanghai finished number eleven uh, last season. Ah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Flutter, Flutter really helped push Shanghai even further. I, I think he was. A, I think this is one of the more obvious choices to me personally. There were other, some other great names, some other people who definitely deserved it this year. That I think this was probably the most even year for me as far as MVP goes. Uh, the first two, Jonak and Sinatra, seemed a lot more obvious to me. Um, but yeah, Fleta, congrats to him. Um, there is a new challenge, a new skin-type challenge called Tracer's Comic Challenge um, that came alongside a new Tracer comic, um, London Calling. So that's on that's over on the Overwatch website. You can read a new Tracer comic, um, and I think it's going to be a series too. Uh, I don't know if all yes. of them are released yet, but 
I know. Uh, yeah, it's number, it's number 105. I think Jeff was saying they did a developer update that was just this. Uh, I think Jeff was saying they're going to come about every month. Oh. Um, so we should have uh, uh, several more until the release of Overwatch 2, maybe. <laughs> Who nice. knows? Yeah, yeah. I saw someone in, in the Reddit, maybe it was Reddit or somewhere, I saw someone say, oh, wonder if Overwatch 2 will come out at the end of it. Um, <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, but also, a really cool Tracer skin is coming out in-game in to go alongside this comic, and it is a comic book theme. It's just like a comic-theme-type t- comic uh, skin. Um, and I noticed, like, a fun little... I saw a video of a fun little Easter egg of when you, like, melee people, she says, like, pow, and, like, things you would see in comic books, obviously. Those big exclamation words, like, pow, bam. Stuff like that. So she says, yeah, she says I, I think there's time. I think there's even a like Batman esque like sound stinger or something when you do it too. It's it's oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's quite something. <laughs> it's a it's a good skin. I, I, I if everyone who plays Overwatch I feel like should get this skin. If you're a collector of the skins, I think this is a very unique one, very very rare. Um alongside that I believe comes some sprays and stuff like that if you watch twitch streams um and connect your account so that's a nice little fun i always love the challenges the, i i think those skins are always super fun so and this one is one of the best in my opinion absolutely very nice uh, um something i would did not expect to see on this rundown because i missed this as well is pine is looking for a team again uh, of course, Pine, a, a huge fan favorite um, in season one, didn't didn't get to play much in season two at all. Retired this year. Um, he actually got to be at the New York homestand, which was cool. And he still streams for Anbox. Um, but he said that he's been watching Overwatch League and he's like, God, I kind of want to be on a team again. So he, he made a tweet saying he's looking for a team again and he hopes he hopes he can find himself an owl even not, and he said even if it's not an owl he'll he'll still try it out so he might be on a contenders team even which is i think great to see um yeah. for sure. didn't expect it didn't expect it at all yeah i mean you know uh he, he wouldn't have enjoyed it uh very much last season i don't think but um uh, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah now that you can actually play um uh, you know play dps heroes i mean that's it's exciting for, for a yeah. DPS player. That's what he said on his twit longer. He was like, I saw people on Widow, and I was like, oh, wait, that that hero's being played again? Oh, I, I guess I kind of want to play again then. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be cool to see him back. I'm sure if... I, I imagine he would definitely be able to make a contender's team, I, but I imagine he'll be on an OWL team because his name is so big. Um, yeah. You could sell Pine jerseys pretty easily, which is crazy to me. The popularity of Pine is just, it's weird to me because obviously he didn't play that much, but just every time he played, he would just look insane. So that's why he got so popular, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, we have nothing else really to talk about since we have no games this weekend, Joe. Um, from this past weekend, we do have a bracket score update uh, for the whole season here, and Joe is now beating me in points based uh, based on our predictions. Joe has 148 points, and I have 146. 
going to have one last chance here in the grand finals to try to come back and take this from Joe. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to like add it so we can you know predict the map score or something to try to, 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 to try to add more points into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Always down. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I get to come back. Hopefully, I get that comeback. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, no games this weekend. No games next weekend either. I think. Um, but yeah, I don't af- think so. yeah, but after that. Uh, the all-star all-star starts maybe there is maybe there are games next weekend i can't remember if all-stars are on this both of the all-star events are on the same weekend or not um yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we we don't know that so go go look it up somewhere else um i'm sure we'll find out ourselves soon um but until next time you guys can follow us on twitter my twitter is at jwgeorgeiv joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc that's inc uh, we have a show Twitter at on the flank show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any questions, any corrections you'd like to us like to make, uh, you can list you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast dot co or on iTunes, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Google play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy a couple weeks off here. of some overwatch league.